the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, finest fans? Welcome back to the show. I feel like I haven't called you guys that in a minute. But you know how we do this episode. We got to kick you off. Kick you off. <laughs> we got to kick you off with. Wait, does that even sound right? Kick you off? That's that's probably bad verbiage. We got to get you guys ready for week 10. Week 9 is in the books. Matter of fact, let me start off. How did you guys do overall in week 9 in your fantasy leagues? Because, and I probably said this in the last episode when Mark came on, it was ridiculous. But I managed to get through most of my leagues relatively unscathed. Um I took a survey, you know, how I've been doing over the course of the season, um, rounding up my leagues, uh, heading into the new week. And I let you guys know how I'm doing um, as, as far as my my leagues all overall. 15 and six this week for week nine, despite all the craziness and the bizarro games that happened. I did pretty good. Um, let me see. Let me give you the rundown. So basically. Uh, for across like I. If you're new to the show, I have a bunch of leagues and it's not purposely. It is purposely done because a lot of people do invite me to their leagues. Um, I have a few longstanding home leagues that I'm in. But so I'm 15 and six. I know you're like, oh, my God, 21 leagues. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The funny thing is, I know a lot of people who have twice as many leagues that I'm in like and you, if you listen to the uh, fantasy analysts like uh, Michael Fabiano, I know you've probably, you probably may have heard of him, um, the fantasy footballers, um, I- I- any number of those guys that, you know, are the, the bigger in this uh, relative industry, not relative, but in this fantasy industry, they got tens of leagues, if not more. And, you know, they just they have way way more fantasy leagues than I do. And I feel like I have a lot. So if you one of those guys that have like 10, 15, 20 plus leagues, shout out to you guys. Cause this can be stressful at times. <laughs> so my rundown, man, like in my sleeper leagues, I have 10, um, six and four overall for week nine CBS one and oh, only have one league in there. Um, ESPN, Clean sweep, four and zero in my ESPN league, two and zero in my Yahoo league, two and two in my NFL league. I just one of my leagues, man. I'm on the outside looking, and it's one of my home standing leagues. Uh, I'm like two and seven in my Hustlers A league. It's looking like it might be a little tight to make the playoffs in that one, but I'm gonna push and see how far I can get. Just lineup issues, and then like I've had Mike Williams. He's let me down over the last couple weeks. Uh, Odell Beckham went AWOL. I mean, that's partly because Baker uh, wouldn't throw him the ball. But it's just been like one thing after another in that league. And then I had the whole Dak Prescott not playing. He's my starting quarterback. Um, even with Cooper Rush, I think that was the only league. I had four leagues that week and only one of them. That was the one that I lost. Yeah, I think that was the one I lost. I got to go back and check. But. 15 and six overall. That's not bad. And a lot of my teams are on the playoff contention or they're in the hunt, you know, and then I have like maybe three or four off the top of my head. 
that might not make it. <laughs> but it's it's like that, man. Fantasy football is ever changing. Nothing is consistent. Or uh some things are consistent, but it's it's fluid until you can lock in that lineup that gets you, you know, on that streak. There's still plenty of time. So, you know, you just gotta stay with it. Don't give up on your teams. If you're looking at two and seven, it's time to get your GM on, make some trades, flip some of those big name players that can bring you in depth or bring you in multiple players uh, that can give you more production for your fantasy team. You cannot sit stagnant. I hate when people try and do that. You cannot sit stagnant. If your fantasy team is not giving you the production that you need and you can look at your fantasy league and tell you know, based on the amount of points that you've accrued over the season so far, and then compare that with other fantasy teams. And if you know that you're lacking, you got to make a move. You cannot sit there and just rest on your laurels and, you know, whatever I drafted, that's what it is. Are you trying to win or are you trying to win the draft? Like there's two different things. Those are two different things. So get your GM on, man. Hit the waiver wire. You got, did you listen to our last episode about waivers? If you didn't, you might need to go check that out. And I know people will say, well, Will, it's Thursday. Listen, just because the waivers go through doesn't mean that all the players that you should be picking up are picked up. If you gauge, look at your fantasy league. The guys at the top, at the waiver, the top of the waiver wire, they're not making moves. Their teams are basically set. They may grab a guy here or there, but you always check waivers. Always do your due diligence playing waivers. We actually got a guy, my homie Corey. <laughs> we call him the waiver king because he makes moves regardless of how good his team is. He's constantly picking people up. And it's kind of annoying because you know in his in that league, you got to get to waivers before he does. <laughs> so he just, he makes moves. But that's what you do in order to make sure that your fantasy team is prepared to make that playoff push and to fill in any blanks that may be on your fantasy lineup. You may have a tight end situation that you're just not getting enough from there. Go grab Dan Arnold. We told you two weeks ago, go grab Pat Ferrymuth. Now everybody's on the Pat Ferrymuth train. Um, And if you listen to the show, the week before, we told you, go grab him. But, you know, this it is what it is. If you Are you checking out thefantasyspines.com? Because our articles are on there. You know, we're talking about some of these guys that are hot names. Just saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but, you know, you know, be beat. <laughs> but, you know, we got to get you guys ready. So we're going to go over the Thursday night football breakdown, the Ravens versus the Dolphins, and let you guys know who I'm putting in my lineups from this game. I, I generally don't like playing Thursday night players just because it's a short turnaround and I feel like it's a little more hit or miss as opposed to playing the matchups on Sunday. I, I, I don't know, man, Thursday night football rarely works out for me. So that's, it's, that's just me. That's my stigma. But if you got players that are going to play tonight for Thursday night football, you got to know who to start. Some of them a little more on the nose than others granted, but this is the line. This is the matchup for this week, kicking off week 10, Ravens versus Dolphins, so we got to get you ready. So, without further ado, you know what to do. 
Hit us up on Twitter. Follow the show at Fantasy's Finest. You can follow me, the host, at Hype underscore Finest. In case you didn't know, I am William Spencer. Jalen, you can follow him on Twitter, too, at Ace underscore ECA4. And you can follow Mark at McNucks, M-C-K-N-U-X. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. So hit that subscribe button. And on Apple, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us some stars and rate our show. Leave us some critiques too, some comments, and let us know what we can improve on or how much you like the show. So let's get into the news and catch up on what's going on around the NFL. News and notes from around the NFL. Okay, let's start off with this breaking news. Cam Newton is back with the Carolina Panthers. And Sam Darnold is going on injury reserve. Sam Darnold is expecting to miss the next four to six weeks uh, with the shoulder injury. Remember last week he cleared uh, concussion protocol and was able to play. But he stunk it up. Shoulder is still bothering him. Uh, it was revealed through an MRI that he has a fractured scapula. I'm no doctor, so I'm not sure what that is. But it sounds pretty bad since he's going to be missing the next four to six weeks. This opened up the way for P.J. Walker to start, which is probably the likely case uh, for week 10. But the Panthers went out and signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal, bringing him in. They're going to probably take maybe one or two weeks to get him ready. And... He looks like to be he looks to be the quarterback uh, for the rest of the season because Sam Darnold is, you know, he trash. (laughs) Oh, man. And just a reminder, uh, Sam Darnold, this could be his last stop. You know, he's 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 venturing on that backup quarterback journeyman role. He's just he's not good. He's had a change of scenery. That week four game, man, against the Cowboys, did he, man? They exposed him. <laughs> he tell you. And and shout out to, I'm not going to let this die, Mark and Jalen, Mr. Sam Darnold's going to be a top 20 quarterback. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. He is done. Now, for those listening, I'm, I do not take joy in Sam Darnold being injured, you know, him being hurt, missing that much time the rest of the season. None of that. But when people say things, you know, oh, Sam Darnold's better than Dak Prescott. They say things like these. They got to get called. I get called to the carpet all the time for the stuff that I say. I get my takes wrong and everybody's, you know, blowing me up on Twitter and my friends. Oh, you can't you can't say that. Look at you. You was wrong. OK, cool. I'll eat that. But guess what? It comes around. Now everybody is not right. So I got, you know, it's my turn. I'm going to do my victory lap. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you to gotta hear it. So, you know, when I when when we see Mark and Jalen on the, or you you see him on Twitter, hit him up on Twitter and like, really? Sam Darnold top 20 for fantasy? Matter of fact, Jalen went harder and he was like, Sam Darnold's going to be a top 20 quarterback in football. Not fantasy football. He said both. <laughs> so you got to make sure you let him have it when you hear it. Now moving on. A couple players are coming back from injury reserve. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was designated for return. He's coming back from knee injury that he suffered on week four against the Buffalo Bills. And Chris Carson 
His he's still dealing with a neck injury, but he's been designated for return. Both of those running backs, 21 day windows are open so that they can be activated um, and placed on the active roster. Um, in terms of in regards, excuse me, to Chris Carson, Pete Carroll said that they're still taking it one day at a time. Um, and he's while he has returned to the practice field, his status for week 10 is still up in the air. So if you have Alex Collins, don't drop him just yet. Um, make sure that you are paying attention to the injury reports and the practice reports leading up to Sunday so that you know whether or not they're going to start Chris Carson and whether or not you need to hold on to Alex Collins because they're playing the Green Bay Packers this week. So Alex Collins should be able to get um, a sizable workload because Rashad Penny is not good. Like he, oh my goodness, he's trash. Respectfully. How can you respectfully say somebody trash? Like <laughs> he is what he is, man. He's not been good. There's no sugarcoating that. There's, he's not been good. Now moving along to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember, we told you earlier in the um, week, in our first episode for this week, that Chris, uh, Antonio Brown and Chris and uh, not Chris. I'm trying to jump ahead. Rob Gronkowski are still dealing with their injuries. Um, and a little update on Antonio Brown. He's he may not play this week for week 10, still dealing with an ankle injury, but he was able to come out of the walking boot that he was reportedly in coming out of the bye week. That's good news. So he's trending in the right direction, but it's not likely that he's going to play this week. Rob Gronkowski is looking a little more sketchier. They went out and grabbed Darren Fells um, and added him to the practice squad. And they're looking to add him to the um, active roster a little later. That doesn't seem very good. Um, hopefully that's not a long-term injury, him dealing with the back spasms, but cross, cross your fingers and hope for the best. We'll have to stay up to, on the updates for Rob Gronkowski um, going into further into the season. Right now, it doesn't look like he's going to play. Chris Godwin is the latest wide receiver to pick up an injury. He's dealing with a foot issue. Um, it seemingly came out of nowhere because he hasn't been on an injury report since week six. So keep your eye on that. Make sure you have a pivot just in case he's unable to play for week 10 as he continues to deal with that. Odell Beckham, there's an update there. He's looking to go to the Chiefs, Saints, or Packers. The latest reports from Adam Schefter say that he's going to wait through the weekend to decide what he's going to do um, in terms of what team he's going to uh, go to. He's looking at all the offers that have been placed on the table. Um, if I had to pick for him, I would go to the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is the best team or the best quarterback that you can go to right now. They've struggled with having a number two wide receiver emerge in that team. Yes, we have looked to Allen. Ro- uh, how about say Allen Robinson, Allen Lazard to emerge as that guy, but he hasn't had the he doesn't get the targets from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is the target black hole he's going to get every target he's going to get every look from aaron Rodgers. but to have odell beckham opposite of uh adams will probably be the best for him maybe runner up would be the new england patriots i don't want to see that but the patriots offense could use a dominant wide receiver um it's just a matter of will they Will they get him involved? Because they already have the wide receivers. You don't see the the wide receivers they have right now really popping. Like Jacoby Myers, he's not bad, 
but he just hasn't scored. He hasn't. They don't use him in the red zone like that. Um, you still have Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. So adding Odell Beckham to that wide receiver group would put him as a shoe in to get targets from Mac Jones. Um, the Saints, I don't really see that happening. You can't complain about Baker Mayfield and then go from Baker to Trevor Simeon. That doesn't make sense. And with Jameis Winston's status uh, going to the 2022 season, it doesn't make sense to go there, especially since you don't know if he's going to stay there. So if I'm Odell Beckham, I play out the rest of the season, rebuild my value, and then head into free agency for the 2022 season. And hopefully teams that have more cap space um, that season, I'll be able to go over there. Like I, I said that the Eagles actually make more sense for Odell Beckham to go to. They're going to stick. They're going to probably stick with Jalen Hurts for another season. That makes the most sense, um, especially with the reports that or opinions that there isn't a quarterback coming out of the next draft that's worth it. Um, I, you know, I don't know, but we'll see when what what quarterbacks are coming out and how they're viewed by the analysts. But at the very least, you would the Eagles would gain a respectable weapon opposite of Devonta Devonta uh, Smith, and it gives Jalen Hurts another weapon. And I don't think Odell Beckham is going to be that expensive, especially with the amount of money that the Eagles are going to have in free agency uh, next year on a salary cap. They're going to have a bunch of money. Carson Wentz's deal comes off the books that frees up. They should have around 50 to maybe $60 million. I'm going to have to check the uh, latest caps cap space for next season. But they're going to have a substantial amount. I would make the play. If I'm Howie Roseman, I would make the play to grab Odell Beckham, and then I can use my other three picks to help out the defense and maybe the offensive line. But we'll see how how it happens, how it goes down uh, maybe next week, sometime next week, and Odell Beckham will bring his decision to a close and pick a team. And hopefully that means fantasy relevance for managers. But that'll be it for our news. Now let's get into this breakdown. Thursday night football breakdown, Baltimore Ravens versus the Miami Dolphins. for our feature presentation. All right, now let's get into this breakdown. We're going to start talking about the quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson versus Jacoby Brissett and maybe Tua Tagovailoa. We're going to start with Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar has been cooking so far this season. He's been rolling and he's been he's been one of the most productive and dominant quarterbacks so far this fantasy season and I like it. I like it. He's been balling. He's been putting up. He just dropped 30 fantasy points on the Minnesota Vikings last week. Season high, 41 passing attempts. We finally get to see what Lamar Jackson can do when the passing volume starts to go up. He's been passing more this season than he has in his previous starts as a quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He gets the Dolphins this week, and their Dolphins defense has been struggling mightily. Now, Lamar is going to be able to throw the ball. He should be able to throw a ball against the Dolphins defense. He's currently the quarterback two in points per game, averaging about 25 fantasy points per game. And the Dolphins defense has been giving up about 280 yard passing yards per game. Looks like it could be a solid game. And you already know you got to chase Lamar all game too. So his production as a passer especially for fantasy, 
and then you look at his ability to be mobile. It's just the perfect marriage right now that you could ask for from a, a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson. So you're basically you're you're going to lock him in your lineups. You're not moving him. You're not start not starting him. You know, what other option are you going to go with outside of Lamar Jackson? Now, the flip side, if you have to start Jacoby Brissett or Tua or hope that he plays, you might need to start making some moves. Let's start talking about Tua. Tua is still dealing with a fracture in his throwing hand, and he that knocked him out of the week nine's game against the Texans, and that forced Jacoby Brissett to start um, in that game. Now, Tua does have a slight chance to play, depending on if he can deal with the pain, but I wouldn't gamble on it. He's still listed as questionable for Thursday night football. Brissett's not much better. Uh, he had 41 passing attempts and threw just barely over 200 yards passing against the Houston Texans defense. The Texans are trash right now, and he struggled against an easy matchup. They get the they did get the W. The Dolphins did get the W, but they relied on Miles Gaskins and the the uh, Dolphins defense getting four turnovers against uh, Tyrod Taylor coming back from injury. Brissett is if Brissett starts, he's going to face a Ravens defense that's giving up the seventh fewest passing yards and has only given up 14 touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks so far. Brissett threw one touchdown against the Houston Texans. Now, we saw week nine, crazier stuff can happen. But if I'm a betting man, <laughs> I'm not taking Jacoby Brissett to lead my fantasy team into victory this week. So my verdict for this matchup, you're going to start uh, Lamar Jackson. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's a no-brainer. If you're starting Tua this week or you're hoping he plays and you have Jacoby Brissett you know, in the back end, you better start making some moves, hit the waiver wire, or you know, flip a, flip a player to get a better quarterback than what you have. Any other quarterback would be better than those two this week, at least on paper. I wouldn't take the chance. Now let's talk about the running backs. Devontae, Devontae Freeman and Miles Gaskins. Those are probably going to be your, your leadoff options. Not probably. Devontae, Devontae Freeman has actually played very well his last game. Um, they played, the, like I said, they played the Minnesota Vikings last week. Um, it would have been Latavius Murray if he was able to play. He's still dealing with an ankle injury. So he's listed as doubtful for this week. Um, you're more likely going to get the uh, Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell experience. Bell's going to be the backup to Freeman. Um, they're going to be splitting carries. But Freeman was actually pretty good uh, last week. He averaged 6.1 yards per attempt. He saw 13 carries for 79 yards, caught a touchdown in overtime, I believe. That was a pr- pretty productive game for Devonta Freeman last week. He finished as the court, the I was about to say quarterback, the running back 10 in fantasy and PPR formats. So if you have uh, Freeman or you're looking for a running back, you there are, of course, there are better options, but I would roll with Freeman. I'm actually rolling with Freeman in one of my, my leagues this week. Um, I actually have him starting as my running back two uh, in my ballers league. So I have him in my lineups. I feel comfortable having him uh, roll for uh, week 10 against the Dolphins. I just got to wait for uh, I made a trade for David Montgomery. So I'm just waiting for him to come back. <laughs> so you, I have a pretty good setup at running back there. But, you know, I'm like if I'm like y'all and I 
you're, you're starting Devonta Freeman. You know, you you want better options, but Freeman's actually been doing his job, so I can't hate. Uh, 16 total touches last week in week nine. Um, you can't ask for more than that. You just hope he gets some goal line touches to go along with uh, the the production that he's able to get with the, the splitting between him and Le'Veon Bell. And the Dolphins are vulnerable against the run. They're 18th ranked against uh, the run right now heading into this matchup. And they're allowing 4.3 yards per attempt to opposing running backs. So there's some angle there. Miles Gaskins, on the other hand, he's been kind of up and down so far this season. Um, he's been like, I would say he's at least a solid flex option. But because he's been inconsistent in his workload so far, it's kind of frustrating because it's like you don't have another option at running back. So you might as well get him in more involved. And they just don't seem the Dolphins just don't seem to be able to do that. Now, they did give him 20 carries against the Texans last week, but he only averaged 1.7 yards per attempt. He had 26 total touches. He caught six passes. Um, so the passing work is more likely going to be there um, against the Ravens. Jacoby Brissett is not going to be chucking the ball all the way downfield. Um, and with Devontae Parker already out, we'll get into that a little bit later, but you know, they're limited at their wide receiver position. So you're going to be looking to get Gaskins involved in the passing game to help out um, and help move the ball. The, like I said, he only averaged 7.1 yards per attempt last, last week against the Texans. And why is that bad? I mean, aside from the obvious number, the Texans defense is ranked 31st against the run. Really? Like, you couldn't get it going with 20 carries against the Texans. Yeah, and the Ravens are a lot tougher than that. Like I said, anything can happen. But on paper, it doesn't look like the greatest matchup. Um, I expect Gaston to be involved with in the passing game to help uh, alleviate that. If they give him some carries this game, Maybe it's a different story, um, but we'll see. Uh, the Ravens are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs, according to fantasydata.com. So there is a path for Miles Gaskins to have a solid game. Do I expect it? I don't know. Um, I would look for a more secure option. Like I said before, I'm not crazy about starting guys on Thursday night football, but if you have to, you have to. Because, like I said, I'm starting Devonta Freeman. So I'm, you know, hoping for the best and preparing for the worst. <laughs> but my verdict for the running backs, you're going to start Gaskins. He's going to he should get the volume that should help him out a bit. Um, and plus his production in the passing game um, with the limited weapons that the Dolphins have. Um, Gaskins should be part of that. He should see a substantial amount of car- carries and targets um, out of the backfield. Freeman, I'm more comfortable with. Like I said, I'm starting him. He's my RB2 um, in my Ballers League, so I have him in that um, in that league going this week. I'm more comfortable with Freeman than I am Miles Gaskins. I just think that the, the Ravens, the way they've been playing so far, the game may be able to get out of hand earlier, um, and it, it, it could be nasty. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Oh, wow. We have some breaking news in the middle of the show. Odell Beckham is finalizing a deal with the Rams. This news comes by way of Adam Schefter. What the heck? What the heck? This is not what I wanted. (laughs) Odell going to the Rams. Ah, okay. Instant reaction. 
This is not good for Vans, Van Jefferson. Not good at all. You're, thir- you're starting three wide receivers now could potentially be Odell Beckham, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. We already know Cooper Cup has been balling. I don't think that that changes. Um, if anybody take, could take a hit, it could be Robert Woods. His production has been a little bit shaky so far this season because Cooper Cup has caught the – he's the apple of Matt Sta- Matthew Stafford's eye. All the targets and all of the goal line looks have been really going Cooper Cup's way. He's been killing it so far in fantasy so uh, this season. Robert Woods is was a shaky number two wide receiver, but if you have those three guys on the field right now, oh man, Cooper Cup is the safe one for sure. We got to see how it looks for Robert Woods, but Odell Beckham is going to the Rams. No one was even talking about that. That was not one of the teams that was like, you know, these are this is the team that Odell Beckham is looking to go to, but they the Rams don't play, man. They do not care. They they don't they they, <laughs> they do care about their draft picks, but they don't you know, they don't really care. They're always picking in the back. So they're like, you know, we'll give up a first and we can arm ourselves and make a run. They seem like to to be able to make a run every uh, every season or every other season at worst. They'll move first round draft picks to bring in guys that they can get production out of. Odell Beckham going there. Boy, oh boy, that passing attack is going to be lethal. Lethal. Van Jefferson, like I said, this is an instant reaction, so we don't know how it's going to play out right now, but Van Jefferson is going to suffer the most. He should suffer the most. Odell Beckham is going to get acclimated to that passing attack. Matthew Stafford is going to have an elite. All right, we won't throw the elite word out there, but Beckham can still play. Baker wasn't getting him the ball. And for whatever reason, they weren't including him in the offense. Now, Odell has some stuff to clean up, too, because he, he was dropping a couple of them passes. So it's not completely on Baker. But you have a better. That's an upgrade you for sure. You have Matthew Stafford now, and he's been baking teams outside of getting stomped out by Tennessee last week. But that's crazy. I, I Yo, that's crazy. But let's get back on track with the show. Let's go back to the wide receivers and break these guys down. The Ravens wide receivers versus the Dolphins a wide receiver group. Uh, the Ravens are expected to get Sammy Watkins back. He's coming back from a hamstring injury um, that he's been dealing with. Uh, this does put a bit of a damper on Rashad Bateman's fantasy value, possibly knocking him down to a solid flex play at least. Marquise Brown is going to be a bona fide starter. Um, he's been killing this this season so far. Specifically, Brown, he finished as the wide receiver five in week nine. He had 20.6 fantasy points in PPR formats, roasting the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm sorry, not the Houston Texans. I'm jumping all over the place. He roasted the Minnesota Vikings for 116 yards on 12 targets, nine catches. Um, Brown has just been having a spectacular season. And for a lot of people who said he wasn't a number one wide receiver, He's definitely making you guys eat that humble pie, that uh, that that crow special. But the Dolphins are giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, and they're allowing the most uh, receiving yards to the position as well. So this sets up to be a good game for Marquise Brown. If they go up early, um, I think he's going to be the beneficiary of uh, the Ravens being a, being one of the reasons why the Ravens are going up. As far as the Dolphins. The Dolphins are dealing with uh, injuries at their wide receiver core. Um, you've already lost Devontae Parker, who's been 
who suffered a setback, um, who's also landed on IR dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, fellow wide receiver Will Fuller is on IR with the finger issue. You're looking at Mac Hollins and maybe Albert Wilson getting a start. Maybe you see some Preston Williams. Um, he's been a healthy scratch so far. But the guy you need to have if you're going to play a Dolphins wide receiver is Jalen Waddle. He's been the beneficiary of those guys missing, those other guys missing uh, the last few weeks. Waddle finished as a top 20 wide receiver, seeing 10 targets against Houston. The Ravens are giving up the 10th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, but the volume is there for Waddle to to dominate. Um, he's had double-digit targets three out of the last four games. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, if he starts, he's not going to be chucking the ball downfield. We already know that that's not a strength in his game. He's going to be throwing things underneath, uh, which is going to benefit the Jalen Waddle and you know our next position at the tight end position with Mike Gusecki. So, I mean, if I have to play anybody, um, like I said, Bateman's going to be my flex play. I'm tempering expectations in the hope that Watkins doesn't get in the way, but you know it's probably the case. But I do feel confident about playing Marquise Brown. Um, not really worried about that. Even if he has a down game, it's you know he's he's just been crushing it this season. Jalen Waddle, the volume is going to be there. Like I said, three out of the last four games, he's had double digit targets. They really don't have anybody else to throw to um, in that Dolphins passing attack. So you know it's it is what it is. Uh, if anything, you know even if the Dolphins go down big uh, early, they're going to have to pass to get back. And like I said before, Jacoby's not going to be launching the ball downfield a ton. He's going to be throwing underneath stuff, and the short routes will be there for Jalen Waddle uh, to have a, at least a decent fantasy day uh, against the Ravens defense. But let's talk about the tight end position, and we can wrap this baby up. Mark Andrews versus Mike Gusecki. Now, Andrews and Gusecki are guys that you can probably keep in your lineups without relative worry. Um, both have actually been producing so far for fantasy managers this season. Andrews is the tight end two on the season, while Gasecki is right behind him at the tight end three. Um, for week nine, both tight ends produced. Uh, <laughs> they actually tied for a tight end 16 uh, for week nine, producing 9.4 fantasy points in PPR formats for their respective matchups. So in terms of this week's uh, game, the Ravens are giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends while the Dolphins are ranked 13th. But Mark Andrews is going to be the guy who's going to still see a majority of shares of targets for, you know, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense. Mike Gusecki, you know, we mentioned this earlier with uh, Jalen Waddle. They don't have a lot of passing options in that Dolphins offense. So Gusecki is still going to see a large majority of targets. Um, at the tight end position, it just it just depends on if he can get into the end zone to really cement that good, you know, that good week uh, for the, you know, for the Dolphins offense. Um, you're going to play both of these guys. Um, I can't really see you taking either one out of your lineups just based off the matchups. You know, they're, like I said, there's still a path for Mike Gusecki to do some numbers. Uh, Mark Andrews is going to be the Ravens red zone guy. So there's not really a worry there. Um, and like I said, both of them are going to see volume, um, you know, for their respective offenses. So these guys are kind of a wash. You're going to start both of these guys on Thursday night. But let me know what you think of the episode. Did I miss anything? Is there anything that I didn't bring out in this matchup that you thought I should 
uh, talk about. Maybe I can put it in uh, for future matchups the rest of the season. But let me know. Let me know what you think of the episode. But that'll be it for this episode, guys. Thank you for checking us out and listening. You know, we always appreciate you here at the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to the episode. As always, make sure to check out our articles on thefantasiesfinest.com. You can also check out the latest episodes for the podcast, too, because we're posting them there as well as on our social media. Thank you guys for checking us out. And we will catch you. I got one more episode this week. I'm going to drop one more and get you guys right with our starts and sits in our next episode. Hopefully I can get the guys on if they're not too busy. But appreciate it, guys. Check you out in our next episode. You be safe. Until then, peace. To the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.